Mr. Hyde. Alright, fucking sit down, everyone quiet, quiet, yep. quiet, quiet, Find your places, find your way, you're gonna sit the rest of the semester. Find your places and take your seats. Adventures to the front, please. Um, let's eyes on you. Next few weeks, next few fortnights, it's gonna be busy cycles. for you. Yeah, it's gonna be a hectic time. Um, sit down. Yep, All everyone's, okay, everyone's. Get back, sit down. Yep, I think everyone's, uh, everyone's quiet and settled. Yeah. Um, we're here, uh, at Monster High to uh, discuss monsters, right? We're here to discuss monsters from the perspective of the scholar and the... Uh, We're here for you. The, 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 man in the, the man in the trenches, as it were. That's right. The, uh, the naturalist of the dungeons, the, uh, the adventurer. The dungeon keepers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the player characters. The full alike. suite of those who interact with monsters. Um, this week at lecture, uh, we're going to be talking about we're going to give you a sort of a gentle introduction to monsterology. Um, we're going to mix it with a bit of anthropology. <laughs> and, and we're going to be presenting... Uh, well, I don't know, would you say these guys are these guys are a famous bunch? Yeah, they've been around for a while. They're pretty fucking classic. Yes. Of course, we're talking about none other than the, other than the Micronids. Yeah, the shroom folk. The shroom folk of the deep caverns. The shroom mushroom folk of people. the underdark. Yeah, so, I mean... A, sh- a shroom man it's a sort of classic idea it's no surprise that it's um well wait hold on are we going to tell people about the rest of the the rest of the semester what we're going to be talking about later in other lectures yeah do you want to give them hints or uh, maybe we'll talk about that at the end okay we'll give you a little sort of like taster about what you can expect uh, later in the semester but, but but yes on behalf of monster high welcome to monster high yeah we both sort of welcome you and and, and yeah hope you find this useful might keep you alive maybe <laughs> maybe not all right, so what is an myconid? An myconid. So myconids are, um, they're basically ambulatory intelligent mushrooms. Um, they're more mushroom than any other kind of creature. Mm-hmm. So a typical stalkin cap. Um, but they nevertheless possess some humanoid features that allow them a degree of, of locomotion. And they're intelligent. They're not, you know, they're not a refined elven style culture, but they're... Uh, they're more uh, fungal... Yeah, they're a civilized people, uh, and and they sort of uh, they have many humanoid traits. They have two legs. They walk around. They're mobile. Yeah. That's the big they thing. They can high five. Right, but their biology, their reproductions, <laughs> yeah, the high five ability. But the um, the essential facts of their life, the purpose of their existence, it's all fungal, man. It's all about <laughs> the, my, the mycelium network. It's all about the careful release of spores. Yeah, it's all about the spores. It's about infiltration. Gingerly squirting little spore spurts into yeah, the air. Yeah, it's about expansion. It's about... Yeah, it's all about fecundity and <laughs> spreading out and making like little... Uh, yeah, little you know, seedlings. Mycelium networks and shit under the ground and yeah, just hanging it's about, out. It's about infiltration. It's about Staying the possession alive, of look fresh soil. young. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're, they're basically like um, just like some... Like, I always imagine them as just being, like, one of those background races in He-Man. Toilers, like, right? Yeah, yeah, everything's always cool. <laughs> yeah, we have... Everything's fine, man. They, they do have, you know, when undisturbed in the deep caverns, allowed to sort of pursue their own interests. They, they have peaceful, you know, agrarian lives, you might even say. Peaceful fungal lives. Yeah, they, they harvest fungus. They generate fungus byproducts. Um, in the best of circumstances, they may trade with nearby civilizations. But the Underdark's a dangerous place. So. What have they got for, like, you know... 
<coughs> Grackle Stog, they make like cool fucking webs. Mm. So what do you? What like, are they? What are fucking? What are the Macanins offer? Yeah, like the Macanins offer fermented milk and shit. F- food shrooms, like desiccated food shrooms, which are you know light and travel well in the Underdark. Mm. That's like the that's the jerky of the Underdark is a desiccated food, food shroom. <laughs> yeah, they offer food po- like they offer shroom potions distilled from their various um uh, spore spore clouds. Um, they what can sort of they what can about like fungal wood like health checks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, bring in some machinists to tend this fungal yard. Sort of as gardeners and contractors in general. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard that. enough to keep vegetation growing in the underdark. So to have a creature of, well, I mean, my fungus is in vegetation, but it is closer to the sort of cycle of of, of growth mm. of the natural world. Yeah, there's they'll, lots of races that rely on growing shrooms, right? They'll be able to consult. Um, rarely will you see them ever as like you know traditional bodyguards or merchant caravan minders. You know, as you might expect from uh, a typical martial underdark race. Okay, <clears throat> well, do we know when the Myconids first appeared? Have they got ancient provenance? Then obviously not just they didn't just sprout up in fifth edition. Oh uh, no! So the Myc- the Myconids first appeared in um in a series of of fairly early published adventurers. Uh, let me just like scry the exact uh, first appearance of of the Myconid race in the uh, the Infinite Library. The Limitless Library, <laughs> if you will. Uh, yeah, it sounds like um, I would say from some of the artwork and stuff that's coming up in this on my on my in my crystal ball here. Yeah, that they've been around for so, quite some time. So no, that they, they appeared in an adventure called in the uh, in the Dungeons of the Slave Lords Ooh. in uh, in eighty one. <laughs> so that's still in the sort of the, the great the great early era of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, thirty six um, years ago. The first monster manual appearance was in the second collected one in eighty three. Oh, okay. Hmm. <coughs> so they don't have the heritage of some monsters we'll be covering later on in the semester. Yep. Um, some of the real OG classics. Yeah. Yep. Um, but nevertheless, they've always been there in the background. Um, <laughs> when you need a shroom man to sort of always been there for us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you've ever had to ever wanted to have like a psychedelic like, uh, shroom experience, uh, you know, uh, sash. I mean, above the ground, right? So often to sort of chillax and and show that the the area isn't immediately threatening, you'll send people to like a tavern. Yep. Or they'll be in a civilized city or in, like, a peaceful farming village. Mm-hmm. In, in the Underdark, when you're doing cavern exploration, you can't necessarily just be like, yeah, it's a it's a chill it's a chill pub. It's like a tavern, you find. <laughs> Why not just, like, a Mykonid farming community? They just sort of, yeah. they cluster around you. They give you dried, like, mushroom meat. Hey, man, you want some spore cakes? Our brook runs fresh and clear. We filter it using spores. We use special cleansing spores. Come stay with us. Then we use the the the, the spores to make spore cakes, tasty yeah. spore cakes. Try one. Just try one. Uh, yeah. Like uh, sometimes sometimes our bioluminescence attracts moths, and then we get all the moths in the jar, and then we ferment them <laughs> into a moth drink. <laughs> How about you have some of that, Drow? Yeah, it's a chance to do some genuine diplomacy in a yeah. in, in a world where opportunities for that are genuinely scarce. You know. Now, now, how do these things communicate? They obviously don't have mouths, or they got sort of like a weird breathing grill sort of thing, like some holes and stuff. Do do they actually talk, or do they just only use the uh, spore cloud to like mind meld with people? This is really interesting. I'm reading a pretty detailed um, uh, account of the Mykonids from from a certain tome from the Limitless Library here. It's the uh, it's the second edition uh, monstrous manual, which um, which really goes into quite some detail. But it n- nothing really mentions communication, like the mode of communication. It does mention that 
uh, spores comprise the majority of interaction between myconids. Yeah. Um, certainly, the art, the depictions, the etchings from nature that I'm looking at here don't generally feature mouth-type regions. So I'd imagine they don't communicate sonically, perhaps by gestures, perhaps by sort of undulations of their fronds, other sort of non-verbal uh, methods. Mm. But um, I, I couldn't comment. Certainly they're social and they appear to have moderately sophisticated culture. So certainly they can use tools. They can... Um, they can have... they drink like a one, two, five of Mountain Dew? Well, where would they put it? They could dose it and just like let it run amongst its gills. Maybe um, shake it up. Yeah. Spray it over Shake it up other. into like a foam and just like absorb the foam through the gills of their like mushroom hats. Oh yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Spray it up under under their hood. Yeah. Just keep it dank. Keep it dank in there. This is how we do the dew. So, a myconid, mm. um, how, how tall are they? They're basically man-sized, right? Yeah, I think they get quite big, though. The size of a homo maybe, sapiens? Yeah, I think it, like maybe a sovereign, maybe even taller. Oh, okay, so you say that the, the, that's related to age or social status or... Um, uh, well, we, we can go through the life cycle, uh, you know, the the wonder years of a um, myconid. Of a teen, of a teen shroom? Um, in a minute, but I mean, yeah, like they, I I feel like the bigger, the more, the older they are, the more powerful they are. Okay. Like I think if you have to solo like a fucking Myconid sovereign, then it's a bit of a task. Interesting. I think they're like pretty big, the especially mere, for a drow or some underdark race like a fucking Durga. The mere the, the mere mention of a, of a of a of a sovereign really intrigues me, and um, I'm keen to learn more a bit later on, I suppose, about Myconid society and like. Mm. How they actually get things done Is it all just like peaceful farming communities Who get together and have like shroom parliaments Yeah I believe so I believe it's circles It's circles they right They form into smaller circles And so then a sovereign rules over a bunch of circles Like an Amish farming village who will report to like a central kind of Yeah Like a um, uh, Like garrison forts Like a cult style thing Oh okay like a cult hierarchy Yeah I get that Yeah Different cells operating in like Santa Barbara Or like Peru Yeah but everyone does the fucking ritual suicide simultaneously. Yeah, basically. Okay. So the sovereigns are like the... Yeah, okay. David Koresh is the fungal universe. Uh, yes. If David Koresh was like huge and jacked. <laughs> we'll just deliver like walloping blows. Like doesn't Drizzt Erden, We've all heard of Drizzt Erden here, right? Yes, Drizzt Erden. Doesn't Drizzt Erden like fight a, like a sovereign? He has to fight like a Myconid sovereign and he's just like, whoa, he has to like lop its like <coughs> fucking fungal arms off and shit. Well, I mean, if, you've been, death. if you've been walking in the underdark, um, you know, towering fungal forests are not unusual in terms of wildlife, right? You've seen how mm. big some of the true redwood shrooms can get. Mm. The true, the true tall flutes. The red shrooms. Yeah, the tall flutes, the, the you know, the broad caps. Um, yeah, we're not talking about the, the, the shroom barrens. Yeah. We're talking about like really fecund areas. Yeah, shroom jungles, man. The dang, yeah, the, the, the bottoms of pits that have like millions of bats dropping endless guano. The dankest parts of the underdark, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. Areas where bodies wash up. Or yeah. Fall down pits. Garbage I dumps underneath underdark cities. I see no limits to the natural scope and, and size of a of a of a of a non sentient fungus. So I guess I don't see why sentience would change that. Why you wouldn't be able to keep growing and growing and growing. Mm. They say the biggest living creature in the world on the prime material plane is a fungus, right? It stretches beneath the entire Pacific Northwest. Well, that's true. Then, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the the autobicross, yes. Yeah, the five kilometer wide, like, sort of symbiotic organism. Yeah, I think it's bigger than five kilometer. I think it's like 
20 kilometers? No, no, it's bigger than that. It's Hundreds like, of kilometers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like endless tunnels of the Underdark <laughs> and sometimes just like huge like country, like Tasmania style. Just size bits of it just die off and they're like, whoa, hidden cities. <laughs> it's basically like if Antarctica, like the ice melted and there were cities and pyramids under it. Yeah, so imagine... And if, then it just regrew with ice again. If not, like, just, not just questing tendrils of the spore colony, but like actual animated, you know, bipedal blobs could actually butt off mm. and devote themselves to the sort of... to, to intentional labor towards your spreading. It's kind yeah. of sinister. Yeah, but they control their population. So they don't sort of over... Yeah, because they're really in tune with, like, the, uh, you know, what's going on and shit. It seems like they give back to more than just their own selves, right? They aren't a purely acquisitive, sort of all-consuming... No. You know, they'll preserve areas of, of natural ba- vegetation. They're not bacteria. They're not, yeah, they're not amoral. They're not... They're eukaryotes, <laughs> man, at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> they got them fucking sturdy, sturdy cell membranes. <laughs> um, all right, so... Um, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, the, the tomes. Let's go have a fucking look at the tomes. Okay, cool. Right. So, Mike and Ed's. Let's have a look in the fifth Ed uh, sort of thing. All right. So, I, I guess this is going to be the most sort of uh, accurate information that we have amongst the tomes. Yeah. In terms of what you might be most likely to encounter these days. Yeah. But so, like, a Mike and Ed adult is about the size of, like, a, a human... It is basically a human sort of kind of uh, a totally average human, like a yep. like a, like a shack, a Warwick Davis. No, not a shack. Not no, a shack. in between a shack and a Warwick Davis, like a um, <laughs> uh, Jason Bateman. <laughs> like a, okay, yeah, like a Jason Bateman sized um shroom man. Yeah, so that's a that's Mac, a Mike and an adult. Okay, uh, I mean lawful neutral AC twelve. Yep. Strength ten, Dex ten, Con twelve. Uh, so maybe like a sort of tough. Yeah. Anyway, intern, wisdom thirteen, charisma seven. Like a real plain Jane, basically. Plain Jane, but still intern. Plain Jane shroom man. Is it is yeah. it often that you would see shroom people, shroom folk with um with with levels of experience? Will it will they be able to be like aristocrat shroom men, uh craftsman shroom men, artisan shrooms? Yeah, yeah. I don't see why shroomsmen not. like. You know, most of them would take, like, gardening as a thing, right? <clears throat> I guess they're very domestic, so it's unlikely they'll take martial classes like shroom fighters or shroom, you know. Maybe they take mycology as a thing. Druids? My goodness, that, that must be, like, all over the shop, right? Yeah. Shroom druids? <laughs> yeah, yeah, surely. Yeah, okay. Um. So, well, l- l- let's keep having a look at this, at this, at what this a, stuff. What other facts do you have? Okay, cool. So, um, basically, like, a <laughs> an adult, like a Jason Bateman... Uh, Mike and Ed, they can cast these things called pacifying spores. Right, they can like they can vent, and they can inject spores at something within five feet. Choo. They have to succeed a Constitution saving throw of eleven. Right, or be stunned for one minute. Mm. Just wavering, just just stunned. Oh, what's happening? A cloud of shits in my face. I, um, uh, or they can use rapport spores. A twenty foot radius of spores spreads from the Mike and Ed. Mm-hmm. These spores can go around corners and affect only creatures with intelligence of two or higher that aren't undead constructs or elementals. Affected creatures can communicate telepathically with one another while mm. they are within thirty feet of each so other. So com spores, this, this must be how they hour. this must be how they normally communicate. They just yeah. they just vent spore one of them just drops it and drop then a cloud and they just mind link. Yeah. Yeah. They immediately mind link to the spore union. Yeah. Um do you have other kind of spore types? Mine goes through a few different ones as well. Oh, tell me. Um, tell it has me. both the pacifier and the um, rapport spores. Yeah. 
also the distress spore. Ooh, no, so I don't have that. Basically, it's a cloud that expands at the rate of uh, 40 feet per second. Yeah. Um, and it expands to a maximum radius of about 120 feet. So if you just like, if you break into a spore for creche and like stab like a little wriggler, like a, like a, a baby bud, then it's going, it's going to, you know, release vent distress spores. In at least three rounds, you're going to be alerting all the nearby myconid adults. Um, yeah, it's it's like a, it's a sort of a panic a panic button, I guess. Yeah. There's also the reproducer cloud. Um, these are emitted uh, at the proper time for budding off new myconids. So it's basically the sort of the um the the spore folk, you know. Time to do a family. Yeah, <laughs> spore folk ejac just yeah. yeah. Imagine um, like doing that while there's just like some huge like. Because, like, at certain times, like, just windstorms blow through, like, the underdark and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And moving around. It's time to spread. Imagine that. Just, like, suddenly, like, hundreds and hundreds of miles away. Like, you just got, like, shroom kids growing up. It's also worth noting that the um, the reproducer spores are are sort of... There's a death death vent. Oh. So, if you, like, if you do, like, if you club a fucking... If you club a mic and onto the fucking next realm... (laughs) <laughs> into like mushroom heaven then yeah it, before as it dies it'll it'll do a spore disperse club that magnet into spore heaven yeah uh okay that's oh, interesting okay and it specifically so that's seconded there right it's yeah it specifically calls that that ability as um is kicking in at sort of two hit dice of um potency so newborns can't death spurt but um like young adult teen teen shrooms can death spurt <laughs> teen shroom can death spurt yeah teen sh- um there's also the hallucinator spores which is sort of you know, oh yeah i've got those on the sovereign yeah um as so, well as rapport spores pacifying spores and animating spores so fairly similar to pacifying spores except that you know you could instead of just standing motionless you can have a freak out you can cower you can grow mm. bloodthirsty with, like, you know, uh, with rage. Hmm. Um, so, back to fifth ed. We've got here, like, we've got a Mankinite Sovereign, and the Sovereign is a large plant. Interesting. Large, so ogre-sized, like a big boy. Yep. <clears throat> uh, and this dude's, like, con four, like, strength 12, dex 10, con 14, mm-hmm. wisdom 12. All of these spore boys seem to have like uh, 120 feet dark vision as well, which is useful. I think that makes sense. I mean, they're always depicted with big, unblinking um, eyes, like greys. Mm. So that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, uh, multi attack. So they use some spores, and then they make a fist attack. That's cool. So they can do like a they can do a cloud dump followed by a clubbing blow. Yeah, I imagine it's not really it's like a, a hard clubbing blow though. It's just like plus three to hit. 3d4 plus 1 damage. I imagine them doing like Captain Kirk style double like double fist yeah. hammer blow maneuvers. It's like hitting each other with like nerf bats basically. Uh-huh. Just hit <laughs> them like, like nerf nerf punch. Whop. Yeah. I mean, Whop. Whop. <laughs> it's, made of, it's made of the densest woodiest part of the mushroom man. Mm. But they're, they're like you know they're, they're quiverers at, at core. Then they're not going to be able to make a an iron hard iron golem style fist. Imagine if fungus could create some like super fucking like Hypercrust? Yeah, hypercrust. Like Wolverine claws. Yeah. I guess it's just too difficult for a, uh, you know, an undifferentiated organism to change that much. They can use tools, you know. Myconid use farming implements and, you know, people, people, myconids, shroom folk, turn those implements to, to the purposes of war and, and sort of civil defense when they need to. Mm. Imagine if it could just, they could just extrude like a glass style fiber. 
<laughs> it was like really hard to fucking break down. Like a netting. Yeah. You could just make sort of like panic barricades with it. We just people got caught in it when they came too close to you. <laughs> just rasped at them. Uh, in any case, um, so the, yeah, the the Micronid Sovereign guy, so he's just like doing some punching and shit. However, he does have this cool ability called animating spores. Mm, yes, I've got details on this one too, but you should read out what that does. So the latest thing is he d- three times per day, the Micronid targets one corpse of a humanoid or larger animator spores. or a smaller beast within five inches of it and releases spores at the corpse. In 24 hours, the corpse rises as a spore servant. Yeah. Corpse stays animated 1d4 plus one weeks or until destroyed and can't be animated again in this way. So that's pretty fucking sick. You can just like fucking animate a whole bunch of humans, like some drow or whatever, what have you, some schnefferbrums. Thrice a day. And Somehow, then last like, just weeks. go crazy and It'd end up good. slaughtering some of your shroom kind. You can just. And you kill them. Finally, you overpower them. Then you just turn them into your servants and just burn them to the ground and then just throw their corpses on your fucking fungal pile. <laughs> Absorb them. It, it's it's like it's important to note that they aren't actually undead. Like they're not animated by necromantic or negative energy. No, they're it's animated just, it's just, by spores. Yeah, it's just control spores, man. Yeah. Um. um so so th- they're a pretty fucking interesting goddamn beast, aren't they? Yeah. Like I a mean, whole ra- whole race of like weird fungal fungal boys. They're a culture. Perhaps we're, we're guilty of being a bit cold and distant towards them, but they are fundamentally different from from you or I or anyone in this class. Yeah. Yeah, they have interests that <clears throat> are fairly inoffensive, but you know, against which jaws can often align. Yeah. So, um, let's go through a little bit of their culture, like their actual culture. Culture. Mm, sure. The organization what do they society. Do? How do they organize this shit? Is there spore mares? We spoke. We spoke earlier about circles. I think briefly. Yeah. Let, let's read this from this term. This is from the fifth ed term. Okay. Uh, so it says circles and melds the largest myconid in a colony is its sovereign which presides over one or more social groups called circles and so, so there can be multiple circles in one like super colony is that mm-hmm. correct yeah okay. a circle All consists right. of 20 or more myconids like a family unit that work live and meld together meld what does that mean glad you asked a meld is a form of communal meditation <laughs> that allows myconids to transcend their dull subterranean existence. What? The, so they've got the matrix? Mm-hmm. The myconids' rapport spores <laughs> bind the participants into a group consciousness. Oh, that's baller. Hallucination spores then induce a shared dream that provides entertainment and social interaction. What the absolute fuck? They just play, like, MMOs? Myconids consider melding to be the purpose of their existence. Whoa. They use it in the pursuit of higher consciousness, Whoa. collective union, and spiritual apotheosis. Whoa, dude. Myconids also <laughs> use their rapport spores to communicate telepathically with other sentient creatures. <laughs> you're, you're freaking me out, man. So basically, they're all just like connected via like mycelium and shit, right? Just yeah. like, wah, 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 wah. let's group. synthesize some shits, man. Let's group, synthesize group some shit. Mind. What what kind of what kind of alternate realities do you think they experience in their group mind state with the hallucination abilities? Hallucination spores induce a shared dream about what that provides entertainment and social interaction. Well, a they just of... they just dream that they're like humans from nineteen eighty four. They just dream that they're unsaved by the bell. They just re- dream that they're the family from fucking uh, Alf. I have experienced lifetimes as Razan. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of weird, isn't it? They just like, like, what are they? What are they? So all the what farming, are they fucking doing all, all the they're tending, playing, like uh, Xbox, essentially. Yeah, they're just playing. They're just playing Shroombox. All, all the sort of Shroombox. 
all the mining, all the sort of agriculture that they engage in, it's just to sort of keep themselves alive just long so they enough. They can stand there mostly at the time hallucinating. Yeah, just tucked away in a little in a little shroom zone, just group-minded hallucinating. No wonder they're so uninterested in engaging with the world around them. Do you remember what they would look like in Baldur's Gate? Or oh, sorry, not in Baldur's Gate. In like um. Neverwinter Nights. Uh, no, it wasn't Neverwinter Nights. It was um. Neverwinter Nights. <laughs> What's the other one? Uh, Icewind, Icewind Dale. Dale. Yeah. Okay. The other one. What's What's the other only Dungeons and Dragons game that's been published? <laughs> Icewind Dale, Mike and Eds. Sure They're a common sure. enough foe in in computer games. I can remember um having to def- whoa Jesus Christ. That's confronting. Yeah. Yeah. Shroom boy. No, that definitely Hunched rings a bell with me. Man. It's frustrating. They're sort of the omnidirectionally hostile. They make use exclusively almost of their um, pacifier spores to sort of, you know, put you in the lockdown. Yep. That's frustrating as hell. Um, can you think of another time they've appeared in, like, Electronic Chronicles? Um, I think there might have been in Bella's Gate 2. I'm just looking at this thing here. They're definitely in Icewind Dale. See, that was them, and they were really like clumsy. Like they swung their big, like fucking like a um like a Trifford almost. Yeah, it's important not to forget that they are bipedal. You know, they'll walk like a human might. Um, there's actually Mike and Nids. There's a TV show, mm-hmm. uh, called Tree Fruit Tom. Tree Fruit Tom. Yeah, and he's like a you know like a wizard guy but there's these like shroom people <laughs> they look like you know like are they are they as large as a human are they like no no they're, they're very small that's tr- tree fruit tom's thing is that he's a human yeah who can shrink down to like fairy size oh and investigate and like, like the, a cricket girl the small and, times yeah they have like well i mean run with beetles and stuff shrooms start from very from microscopic like beginnings right yeah it makes sense that shrooms go through an intermediate like sort of um Honey, I shrunk the kids, like, sort of period of, of existence. Yeah. It wouldn't last very long. They appear to butt up into, like, you know, full growns fairly quickly. But, um, yeah, you know, they have expense. They have experiences, like, fighting insects and, you know, struggling to find their way in a, in a grass high world. Fighting big, like, millipedes and shit. Yeah, having scorpion encounters. Because, yeah, like, where they are. Ugh. Yuck. Underdog's <laughs> fucking yuck. Um, there was a planet Earth. Uh, sort of behind the scenes of one of those planet Earths where they went in to film like this like huge bat cave that had this huge like fucking mega guano pile under it. Hell yeah. And <laughs> to get this like huge, Hell yeah. they got this huge like crawling shot up right. the side of this like guano pile. Oh, like doing like a mountain climbing tracking shot. Yeah. Like, so they had to put the uh, thing in, but the entire surface of it was just fucking Roach City. <laughs> beetle and Roach City. Just nibbling at that nitrogen. Yeah. So they're wearing like full body suits and shit. And they're just like, there's still fucking cockroaches all over my flesh. Like, <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Somehow they've snuck in. That's where my canids are just hanging out, wandering around in big packs. Yeah, amongst the filth, like real, real, real poisonous wanderers. Yeah. So the sovereign, like his power basically is that he can like, he has a whole bunch of circles under him. So I guess the more circles, the higher he is in Mykonid sort of Does it go beyond culture? that? Do sovereigns themselves have a sovereign council? Do they answer to like a great fungal mother? Um, no, it doesn't say anything about like uh, bigger than just like a single sovereign running like a whole bunch of circles. But you've got to imagine that yeah. uh, the more... So these guys are all meditating, right? They're all releasing spores and having this like like 
um, basically like online, like, you know, multiplayer. They've exactly. got multiplayer going. They're living like a man second life. So the more circles you can put together... The more processing power you have. The more processing power, the bigger the fucking illusion, the bigger the thing can be. Yeah. The bigger, more it can affect the non-dream world. Yeah. So it's in the interest if like the, gua- like the amount of guano can support it. The amount of like, if you're, you know... The like, raw substrate from like fungal growth, you mean. Yeah. yeah, or or just at the at the bottom of a, like a pit near a city that everyone throws their food scraps down, mm. and it's just super vegan. Then you can just have circle upon circle upon circle, and have huge multiplayer going. I have some information about how um, myconids can sort of graduate to the level of a myconid king. Oh yeah, of a sort of you know of a sovereign. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it isn't a natural process of oh you've grown this certain mass size. So here's the promotion to like this this next hierarchy. It's not like a walrus style. What happens is that when a myconid gets sufficiently old, so they live for about twenty four years in the normal course of affairs, when they're in their you know their late teens, mm. they may be approached as candidates for uh, the transmogrification into a myconid king, mm-hmm. and this is achieved via the application of a special potion called a potion of anointment, which is presumably mm. brewed by like myconid alchemists. Yeah, um, it's a special sort of it's a potion regime, actually, rather than a single potion. And it takes it takes a, a myconid from its normal like senior myconid stat line to the to the full king profile. Really, the growth is immediate and painful. So it affects a myconid only once, and if a if a stray human should chug it, thinking it's some kind of like shroomroids, shir- like <laughs> it's uh it's lethal. That was lethal. Yeah, it'll just it'll just induce like it'll just, it's think it's taking. It's taking growth hormones for entirely the wrong biology. It's just a terrible notion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought it might just be benign. Yeah. A human could easily just drink that rancid stew. Mankin is generally (laughs) generally brew all kinds of potions. Um, You know, particularly... If they don't have a mouth, how do they do it again? How do they brew what? Potions. Well, yeah, how do they potion? Because remember... Oh, they don't... They they sort of... They do a gill spray. Spray it in their gill. Oh, yeah, that's right. We established that you do, like, a a mountain gymnast. That's how they do a one, two, five, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it specifically says for the potions that they're potions of... um, of, of Their regimens, their anointments, their unguents. So I imagine when we say potion, we really probably mean, like, a cream, you know, that you would rub onto the machinid surface. Well, maybe they just... Like, when they plant their feet, don't they just send their little myceliums and shit into the ground and start, like, eh. Yeah, just grappling for nutrients. So, why not just pour it on the ground and stand on it? The, um, the <laughs> the the animator spore effect can be distilled and, and brewed into a potion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can actually have, um, stocks, stocks of zombie creating, like, drafts. <laughs> if you've got adventurers who are the kind of people to, well, anyway, more on that later on. Yeah. More on more on potion trickery. Yeah, more on that in a bit later. Once yeah. the uh, adventurers have cleared off for their uh their early morning mark. break. Yeah, yeah. For their recess. Okay. Um anything more you want to say about uh the uh, the ecology and behavior of these people? I mean we've covered this society. Yeah. Generally they just want to jack into the matrix, they want to farm enough to survive, they want to trade sometimes. They just mainly they just want to fucking trip. Yeah, they just want to trip the b- 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 balls. Play the online fucking d- interdimensional mind meld shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Like, <clears throat> these aren't the kinds of guys. So, advice to the adventurer, let's get into that. These guys are going to leave you alone for the most part. Maybe they give you some rancid stews to fucking snog, snog down. Yeah, maybe they give you some sort of, like, dried-ass mushroom meat. Yeah. 
Maybe they give you some smoked, smoked fucking <laughs> shroom stock. Um, so it, it, they can just be a sort of a, a brief sort of color encounter that um that really you know is something that you pass through on the way to somewhere else to give you the sort of the vibe that hey man it's not all bad in the underdark but also also the enmity of of fungus men can be a can be a bitter pill to swallow can be a bitter potion to chug. Yeah, I like. <clears throat> I don't think these guys are, are the kind of guys that you're gonna be able to just easily talk into, you know, marching on the fucking drow city or anything. Or like unfair trade deals. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I think um, I, I think, think they push they, them. They act like for self-preservation. And look, maybe it's maybe it's a stereotype, but the kind of adventuring party that you find in the Underdark, um, I feel are just naturally more morally flexible in surfaces, and and, and so uh. It, Let's just say it's more likely that they're going to go in a potion raid. They're going to try and you know harvest their own like potion raid. They're going to go. They're going to go for their own like mushroom farming enterprise and like think you know what's the resale value of like a shroom a shroom folk uh, shroom folk death cap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean some shroom folk art. Like I'll just cut his face off with a machete. Picture, on picture this. You've been in the deep caverns. You've been like you've been. You've been exploring like frozen ancient barrows. You've been looking to like, you've been looking to slay like precursor lashes, and mm. you know that's all going pretty well. You, you've had a harrowing adventure, mm. but you've eaten all the sort of biomass you brought with you. You've eaten all your mushroom jerky. Yeah, you've, you've you know you've you've hunted like the deepest cave moles, but it's been an, a week's journey back to like the, the mid the mid layer, the sort mm. of mm. the middle caves. Yeah, the the vaults. Um, the first thing you come upon is like a peaceful deep mining village, you know, dark purple guys, um, just peacefully mining like phosphorescent fungi. Uh, Slowly, uh, you're telling me some spore cakes. You're telling me you wouldn't just fall upon them. You wouldn't fall <laughs> upon them like a pack of, like a pack of wolves. Well, this is advice to adventurers. Do you think that's a good idea for them to do that? You it depends. Like... It depends on the adventurer, doesn't it? It depends on their needs. It depends on what they that they sort of have to. Wouldn't you just trade with them? I think the main, yeah, you would trade with them if you're in the position to trade. If you're in the position to sort of be communicated with, I think if, if you sort all of, you have is just powerful magical weapons, yeah, and spell slots filled with spell like attack spells. The problem, <laughs> yeah, the problem with sort of engaging in trade negotiations is that they have the ability to sort of engage with you telepathically, and that's mm. that's no mean thing against a you know a negotiator who's not used to being like mind melded essentially to communicate yeah, with. You can't just fucking go and get higher with these guys and then expect to be able to drive any kind of bargain. Expect to be the master ready. of their like fantasy yeah. realm. Yeah, they're gonna throw you at fucking. Mm. They're gonna throw you into the simulator, son. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, deep they're gonna orders. manipulate you worse than like a conehead banker. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever sort of had like currency? If you've ever had like a deep fungal encounter, you know how real it can get. Yeah, and that's what they're gonna sort of do to you if you drag you into deep interdimensional waters. <clears throat> so quick in and out is your advice, like, like always try and be friends. Never just like go in fucking hacking. <sighs> Interesting, because okay. you don't know what's gonna happen. How many, you don't know how many circles you're gonna aggro. It's true, you don't know how deep the hive will go. Like you can't think. It's just the the visible sort of realm that I can see. Mm-hmm. There might be sort of mycelium that reach, uh, you know, in a mm-hmm. communication network kilometers away to to a nearby circle. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not always packed though. and they might and you don't know how many spore slaves they've got either exactly and you know a spore slave could be spore could slave be, could be a quagoth could be <laughs> could yeah. be a bugbear could, could be have a whole bunch of orc spore slaves could, could be goblin be a, spore slaves yeah it could be a deep diving big boy could be a troll <laughs> deep tro- could be a spore slave troll yeah um so yeah uh, try, try and talk to them first 
don't just go in fucking hacking. <laughs> They're one of the few sort of monsters that you can probably just like have a bit of fun with. Yeah, just have a sort of peaceful encounter. Like, what's a, up, Shroom guys? That was an interesting time in our lives. Yeah, thanks for giving us some them spore cakes. <laughs> and the fermented, boy, boy, the fermented fucking like uh, shroom juice. Yeah, that that fucking that that moth extraction. Thanks, the fucking shroom stew. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it can be like a real a real moment of sweetness, right? Mm. And um, perhaps take the time to take the time to sit back and just treasure that. Take take the time to get to know your Mikeinids. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the fucking uh, adventuring adventures yeah. out here. Um, obviously, all you dungeon keepers, hang around. Uh, stay in your seats while these adventurers leave. leave. Yep. Please. Okay. Everyone here and kind of any kind of ring mail needs to get out. Get out. Yeah, anyone who's thought about backstabbing someone today, get out. <laughs> Dungeon keepers only. All right, they're all gone. Okay, good, good, good. It took a long while for them to filter out, didn't it? Yeah, it's well, first class there. Yeah, first class of the year. <laughs> they're on First class of the semester. They're uncertain about the etiquette. Yeah. Okay, now we've got the dungeon keepers and the player character pigs are all gone. Yeah, the trash has left the building. Number one thing, number one rule as a dungeon keeper, as we all know... <laughs> Terrorize your player pigs. Yeah, ABT always be terrorizing. Always be terrorizing the player pigs. So, what's more terrorizing than like you know like <laughs> hanging out with some shrooms? Yeah, doing some spores, getting pulled into a realm, having some holographic dreams, <laughs> and then shit goes bad. <laughs> shit goes wrong. Maybe yeah. the fucking like micronids, uh, like some sort of like tainted micronids. Yeah, maybe there. Maybe there. Maybe you know. Uh, it turns into a fucking like horror realm. Maybe they're just they're, they're trapped in a horror realm trying to get out. They're like, kill us, kill us, free us from the horror realm. Yeah. Something, some, some fucking mind flare got into our fucking like online, like mind <laughs> realm, and it's slowly some, eating our intellect, <laughs> devouring our intellects. Some, some mind flare got into our online realm somehow. We're, we're trapped here. You must follow his silver cord back through the dimensions to where he's project astral projecting from and ha hack his head off for us yeah well, save us it's a nightmare an evil wizard like Elisha's just Freddy Kruegered into their like shared hallucination state yeah I was feeling the paladin well you know like in the um, classic hit movie Wishmaster sure where anyone everyone he comes in contact with are uh, touched yeah exactly and then at the end when he like calls in all the fucking wishes and stuff yes it's like all, just a chain of like fucking all the touched people get feedback and shit <laughs> basically like that they're all trapped in there they're te being terrorized yeah they're all touched um so you know that's um that's that, that's a cool narrative foil you go and like you think everything's all cool yeah you're just having some cool shroom shroom dreams they invited the then, shroom circle sit, yeah and come like, sit with us do you want to try the come sit with us second layer of initiation and you're like of course i do i want to be best bfs forever our, i wouldn't be mycelium bros with y'all you've eaten our cakes i, I want drink to be, our wine i want to be fungal friends drink the wine of union I want to be fungal friends with some shroom folk. Then come, come see but our realm. as soon as you're initiated into that second fucking ring, yeah. that's when it's just like, this is the, let me show you the real face of our fucking, like, communal online hallucinatory fucking experience. Uh, experience Immersive experience. It's just a mind flare fucking eating them, <laughs> eating their souls. It's just a mind flare doing insane, like, hellraises shit to them. Yeah. Ah, welcome. I've grown bored of grilled mushroom. Yeah, yeah. That, that's always a good one. Is like the everything looks cool, but it's not. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Wicker Man style shit. Yeah, exactly. 
All's not well in the old sh- in the old shroom folk well, surface, town. Surface, things all happen for these shroom men. I'm really thinking they're having a good time and they got a lot going for them. But then, like, especially you, know, you establish like a relationship with them. them. Like imagine them as a home base somewhere in the deep in the deep dark. You know, you're like, hey, we found a peaceful shroom folk village. It's lit. It's luminescent, so we can stay there. It's been revealed. They let us loot. They let us use yep. like a little a cabin somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like, oh, 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 shit. And that's that's another way to use like essentially peaceful peasants mm. for, for yep. your characters is like you, you have them you know supply them with seed cakes make them make them really friendly allies have them be mm. just chillax dudes and then fucking t- turn those emotional hooks man like yeah. like here comes like you know the shroom the shrooms calling the calling the slaughter the sort of the dread the dragging away yeah whatever you're fighting driders like if a bunch of driders come down and just gobble them up <laughs> then it's you know it's emotionally resonant these are people with whom you form relationships yeah yeah, exactly. Just sacrifice them. They're not real. <laughs> um, <laughs> like putting uh, in terms of like forcing confrontation with them. Right. This is how I do it. Shroom militias. So you have like some sort of like confrontation, boss fight, what have you. Right. Get one of the kill one of the PCs, kill one of these player pigs, <laughs> but have him like fall off an edge into like a like into into a, a bottomless pit. Yeah, a spongy fungal cabin. You're gonna have to go down. The rest of the party has to go down there and find him. Yeah, they've got, they? they got to rappel down to you know. Got to go down, find to his save c- cash in the old resurrection. Yep, find his carcass and res him. Yep, save 900 GP. Uh huh. So they have to go down there, right? Oh, but the myconids, the myconids <laughs> use, need him for to fertilize. We haven't had a, such a big chunk of meat for a while. What a big chasm fall! Yeah. That's what we call the flesh that rains upon us sometimes. Well, looks like we're gonna have to crush three circles of myconids <laughs> and a sovereign. Well, just to reclaim the decaying body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, pretty... so you can res him. Okay, well, you can do this, but you're going to have to wade through a lot of shrooms. Otherwise, of fucking Gary is just sitting there, not being able to play for a fucking few sessions. Or All right, he has he... to do a, redo a new character. Here's a narrative hook, right? Yeah. Shroom folk, um, they're intelligent enough to communicate with the outside world. Like, you know, they can they can speak under common telepathically, I mm-hmm. assume. Yeah. So what about a situation that's like the Seven Samurai, right? Or like the Magnificent Seven? Where they're like, our shroomwoods are getting, <laughs> our shroomwoods are getting raided by, by deep known fucking like raiding parties and scouts. Too many snurferblin. Too many snurferblin like, are amongst our shroomwoods. Lumberjacks. Yeah, they just they just come at us with like tiny little hacksaws and like shroomajacks. Right. So they're like, you know, they operate on a strict on a strict mining cycle. They'll be back in you know the next, the next phosphorus cycle. I don't know how they measure time in the underdark. Next spore cycle. The next spore mm. cycle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, the, the next fruiting season, they'll come to collect our pods. <laughs> the next, fr- <laughs> next fruiting season. So they send out emissaries. They send out like they send out possessed like shroom slave emissaries, with like you know letters of invitation or, or some some sort of mm. like a shroom canister that you know telepathically communicates the experience. Some kind of shroom like letter of cachet. Yeah. Yeah, letters of mark. Yeah. We <laughs> we've heard you're in the vicinity and we need we need your help. Put the call out. For we sh- need your help. Put the call out from Mamluks. Yeah. And then you can you can you can join them. You can you know take part in this like mercenary defense company mm-hmm. and get paid in fucking Boku potions. Yeah, just to fucking become a potion wielder. Whole bunch of crazy spore gravy. Yeah, exactly. Fucking makes you lose your goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Unlimited potions of like disintegration to flesh. Unlimited potions of like you know cure cure critical wounds. Just all kinds of yeah. What better way to deal with someone that you don't need? <laughs> And to pour a fucking like potion down there, that disintegration of flesh potion down their gullet. 
what better threat to hold over your like captured enemies than hey hey man listen how much of the potion do they have to drink to for that to take a, for for it to entirely like liquefy their body um it's 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 just a it's just a single draft it's a it's a it's the usual potion size canister oh so you have to drink like what 30 mils 100 mils or something not 100 mils a potion bottle i imagine to be like this size it's like 100 mils like an alpha brain jar size Mm, okay like it's it's like a it's a decent chug you've actually got to sort of crush it down and be like who is it is this a 30 tab bottle take that swallow what's the size okay 200 mils maybe yeah a 30 30 cap bottle of alpha brain yeah 150 to 200 (laughs) mils perhaps i can't really estimate volume very well um just chug that chug that down a <laughs> little, little bit of a chug of that shroom gravy. And then what does it do? It just liquefies all their flash. Um, yeah. Why would, well, that, why would fuck would that be a potion? It's just to, it's just to weaponize. Like, it's it's to sort of... You just know, have it on you. So, yeah. And just as a trick. It's like, someone does people. kill you, they loot you and go, oh boy, I bet this is a healing potion. Yeah, it's like a... It's, like it's a, the opposite. It's like a defense against getting pickpocketed. Like, you're in the big city and you just carry, like, a prominent potion on your hip. And you wait for, like, some pickpocket to come after you and just, you know, just light-fingeredly lift that and be like, oh boy... Oh boy, I've always wanted to chug, chug elf juice. <laughs> but this a, is made with berries. You get a free, uh, like, polished skeleton. But, <laughs> I bet this is made with berry juice. Yeah, and then just they drink it and skeletonize. You probably wouldn't find them, though. But, it, you know, it'd give you satisfaction, I guess. I guess they're not going to drink it just on the street. No, they're not going to just instantly pull and chug. No, no. You never, you, never slam that, you never slam that dew in the same location as you lift it from. No. Yeah. Hmm. So, <clears throat> uh, narrative. So that's how to talking about like fucking including them. Yeah, weave them oh. into your story or telling. What about ways of including them in in non non cave based adventures? Because we've been like leaning heavily on the underdark mm. this whole time. Yeah, like swampiers. So sure. that's the last fucking piece of the puzzle is that these Swamp guys sons. don't like sunlight. So. Right. Everything called sun sickness. So okay. while in sunlight, the Myconid has disadvantage on ability checks, attack rolls, and saving throws. Oh, brutal. The Myconid dies if it spends more than one hour in direct sunlight. So it just withers away to nothing. Yep, they just die. Goodness gracious! Just dry up like a fucking pickle wreck on a on a driveway. <laughs> uh, you know, just um, so I mean, underdark caves. Anywhere that's permanently Deep protected from sunlight. Maybe, but that's still risky. Once you just call it out in the open. Yeah, and I mean, sure, right, there's sunlight so, just kills you. In and sure, out. there's tree cover, um, but is it sufficient? Mm. What about underwater in bogs? Is there are there shrooms on the bottom of the ocean and stuff? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's they, interesting. They, why not? There's, why are shrooms like conquered underwater? Well, there's fungal particles, but there's not like organized colonies of fungus that I'm aware of. I think there's you know there's fungal colonies that grow on things. Like you can get fungus that infects fish for sure. But I don't know that we didn't really know a lot about it. There's no underwater shrooms. There's not like a huge like. I never thought of that before. There's not a huge aqua yeast sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, faculty. The aqua yeast. Yeah, we're not really looking into it that that seriously. <laughs> um. So. Uh. I mean, myconids, underwater myconids, maybe maybe in a in a bog, like at the like. Hmm. Maybe bog bogonids. Yeah, I can buy that emerging from the mire and the muck, like, it'd like be... in in a fantasy darkened woods, right? Where the shrooms and shit and all the pictures, a forever dark wood, really dark wood, yeah, unnaturally darkened. Maybe they get around on the surface, but I wouldn't want to risk it, man. I would not want to risk it. 
You just have one sunny day and you caught in the open with yeah, or like, hide. like a forest fire sweeps through or like a mm-hmm. dragon just does like a, a clear and burn. Um, you know, yeah, you're right. Your usual routes are suddenly sun shrouded and, and sun flooded. You can, you, you can move fast enough to get out of the sun. You know, it's not like you're just staked out like a vampire in the sun waiting for your death. You can, you can hustle. You can dig a little pit for yourself. You can wriggle into that like a dog. Um, just bury yourself in the ground. Cover yourself in branches and leaves. The problem is you've got the body of like a, um, you know, like one of the bananas in pajamas. Yeah, like, like a doughy. Just a doughy, clumsy <laughs> idiot body. Just a doughy soft just shrimp. Just like, ooh, 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 like a Gumby body. Just imagine them just running through the woods like, oh shit, <laughs> the sun's up. The sun came out of nowhere. Usually just tripping over each other. Oh, jeez. Usually it's so dark. Oh, jeez, jeez, oh no. Uh, you know, you, you, that's when you need that spell, those spellcaster shrooms, or like some kind of like super dense fog. Mm-hmm. Mm, fog's a good call. Super dense, uh, spore fog. Yeah. Spore fog of darkness. Yeah, an impenetrable like squid ink type, you know, cloud burst. Uh, <laughs> or just someone who, or just another shroom dude who can cast fucking, uh, Leoman's tiny hut. True, escape to like a, let's escape to a second. So, that's an interesting point. Do, do shrooms, are there, are there shroom magi? No, not that I can tell. Do they w- about? Uh, not in the books that I've I've flicked through, not in the tomes that I've been like uh, sort of made privy to. I guess the privilege of of magic is probably apparent to to the shroom folk, but it'd be more made, mediated through druidry. You know those kind of regimented arts, um, basically like you know sorceress gardening. Yeah. The encouragement of growth through manipulation of magical ethers. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I still don't really fucking understand uh, their whole like um, shared fucking thing. Like, what was it called again? The uh, uh, hallucination spores then induce a shared dream that provides entertainment and social interaction. So they're basically just doing cyber all the time or some shit. They don't really give you a name for it. Like, they don't say shroomnet. Like, shroomnet. What is it like? BBS, like fucking old dot shroom dot sports sports chat. Yeah, shroom uh, shroom chat shroom <laughs> shroom VR. Yeah, whatever. So it's it's a fully shroom immersive. IRC. It's a fully immersive shared hallucination, right? Yeah. So they are like, are they participating? But are they still stupid clumsy shroom men in that? Well, they they or are they like elegant shroom men and like yes, this is how we. This is how we used to live back yeah. when it was just shrooms. They're participating as avatars, as idealized versions of their sort of their self-presentation, right? We're aristocratic shrooms in 18th century France, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or like, pa- like powerful. Or are they like mammals? Like they're like, yeah, this is the human server. No, or I think pretend to be humies. I think as a sort of maybe as an educational exercise, they might try and have um, other species simulations, but it's difficult for them to craft them, right? It's a, it's a shared hallucination unless mm. they're drawing upon, you know, close observation and serious experience of, of what it is to be a, uh, you know, an elf, a drow, like a Durga, then they're going to just be sort of filling it in with guesswork, what the internal experience of that is like. Yeah. But what they can do is just do insane, insane shroom thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Uh, it's a bit vague. Is the problem? I need I need more. I need like a three hundred forty page book. On you need a three hundred forty page novel written from the POV of like someone engaged in like shroom VR. Just like well, from yeah. the perspective of a <laughs> from the perspective of a sovereign who's managing maybe three or four circles. Okay. 
what's happening in the circle? I need to link them. Is he the link between the circles? Do they all have to like network through him? It's a good question. And he controls them. Yeah. Does he load share them? I think they don't. They don't personally interact, but they both like sort of report to him. And yeah, he dumps like he dumps relevant info. Surely the circles of a single sovereign never come into actual conflict for resources. That's just that's just bad micro, right? Yeah, maybe it is. It's very interesting. They've got an in, there's an interesting way. So I mean, there's there's tons of different fucking role playing choices you can do there. You can have like um like I, I like the idea of just uh being like, hey guys, fucking you want to jack into the shroom net. <laughs> and then basically just like take all the character sheets away and just describe some fucking loco shit mm. and let them interact with like energy balls and like you become a fucking spore just one amongst millions and that sort of shit yeah uh give like some long fucking crazy descriptions of just, like just blast the sort of the energy um, beams and the, the, blah, the final blah. scene of, of um uh, 2001 to them just get, <laughs> get them into like portal thoughts get them into like astral fields uh my mycelium networks like, have it get dark, have it get super dark. There's there's like zoom ins where it's like it's a computer chip, but you zoom out and it's like, oh shit, it's a city block. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Do do have you ever thought about all happening on the back of a millipede. Have you have you ever thought about scale, small, large? Yeah. And yeah. um And how would you um expand like so, you know, a a, a shroom circle, they're all standing around, they're all hallucinating hallucinating and shit. What sort of pets would like shroom shroom like a shroom circle have? Pets as in like just mm. creatures that are drawn into the shared hallucination. Yeah, they got any pets? They got any displace the beast <laughs> cat kitties? Um who they're hanging out with. What are things that are sort of like commensal with funguses? What what, what would they benefit beetles, from? Beetles maybe? Yeah, like, good call. Bombardier beetles. Look at beetles. They might you know, keep them around. They're, they're just as we said, they're just doughy, flappy, gumby men. So they're not exactly physically strong. Well beetles love just digging around in shit too. So I mean if it's like a, a pit like yeah. the, the dumps Grabbles. near a fucking underdark city, like maybe so, like a mile down. Yeah. Everyone just dumps all their garbage into this big hole. It falls down a mile down. Just like into the deep, like all the shit just falls down to the bottom of the deep ocean. Yeah. Like a giant deep just, chasm. It's called like, uh, what do they call it? Sea, uh, sea rain? <laughs> no, sea snow or something sea like fall. that. Sea fall. Yeah. I think. It's got some name for, yeah, all these little flags. Yeah, it's debris. Um, little pieces of dog shit, you know, pieces of crap. Uh, all that stuff falls down and the, the myconids are down there you know like w- w- there'd probably be huge fucking roaches mm-hmm. there'd probably be huge like fucking beetles that like raking through all that shit yeah dung, dung uh, beetles and stuff um, giant like fire beetles maybe they hang around with them as well have a good old time beetles give them a lot of different sort of bonuses I mean obviously mm. the, the, they keep them loyal just by this, the supply of, of farmed fungus and know? also just like control shrooms yeah the, the, the beasts are happy they control spores if they need to and they have simple insectile minds that the fungal intellect can mm. easily overwhelm you know if you can deliberately telepathically communicate with a bug it's not that hard to be like okay I'm in the driver's seat for a little while Hey Beetle, why don't you squirt some fire juice on those guys? Hey Beetle, like, m- must musk those guys up a bit. Don't want to. And he just goes like, "Okay, breathe in these spores, buddy. I'm coming in." They could like ride a few beetles around. Yeah, they could use them for for locomotion. They can, if they need to visit like faraway spore colonies, they can get like a, they can get a guy to sort of shrink up against his cap, mostly flatten himself out. And get in the back of like a rhinoceros beetle. <clears throat> yeah, in in the so, several editions, there's like cool items, like you know, like a piece of uh, 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 what's it called, amber, with a millipede in it. You throw it on the ground, and like it grows into a fucking huge millipede, <laughs> like a riding millipede, some shit like that. Right. Just like have a have a sovereign do that, like the final sovereign battle. 
You can't just have him with more fucking shroom man. Have him punching like, you. Have him throw down a giant millipede and let that run all over everybody. <laughs> have him like fucking, you know, pu- push over like some big shrooms and make a bridge to a little island. And on that island, there's a whole shitload of big beetles, and those beetles like run across the sh- yeah. le- the shroom stalks and start attacking the party. Friendly, we're free. Stop. Um, yeah, you know, aerial intervention, like mm-hmm. just like beetle dive bombs. Oh yeah, beetle dive bombs. Vroom, vroom. Yep, coming up against you, and just you know, um, spores, just like random spore clouds. Dun, dun, dun. Just maybe maybe people take saves. Yeah, take a save or I control you for a round. <laughs> There's tons of stuff to do when you're when you're terrorizing your adventurers. So, uh, obviously, your homework for this week. Yeah, throw throw some shroom folk in there. Dungeon keepers. Yeah. yeah. Throw some throw some shroomage in there. Add a little mushroom to your diets. Get some myconid action. Get some shroom folk happening. Yeah, even if it's just a peaceful encounter, throw in like a little vignette where you um mm-hmm. you pass like a, a peaceful shroom folk community. Mm. See if everyone just anyone just bites on that. They're just like you yeah. know what. You know what? What I've always wanted to do is talk to like a mushroom man. <laughs> we had a you know, we chance, played, buddy. We played an underdark uh, campaign before we played. Uh, we're, we're playing through Ravenloft now, but before we played that, we played an underdark campaign where <laughs> one of the sub quests was that there was a little micronid boy called Shroomy <laughs> that uh, Kirk uh, sort of started talking to Shroomy, and then we, uh, we right. tried, and then he sort like, of had like a like a, like a new dad situation. Dream. Yeah, yeah, and he would like sit on Kirk's shoulders. <laughs> And we had to travel this huge, like, dark lake, um, fight all this shit, and then get to this place and take him back to his, like, grove. Sure. Or his uh, circle. And then all the shroom dudes were like, whoa, thanks, guys. Well, you brought back one of our questing spores. Yeah, Yeah, it was called Shroom Quest. It went for, like, a few (laughs) sessions, actually. Um, But, yeah, like, things like that. Uh, You know, find a reason for um, somebody to have to go and visit a remote, of some remote circles. Don't worry, we'll help you shroomy. Shroom folk. Yeah. Yeah. We'll help you, Shroomy. Maybe, yeah, and like you were saying, you know, like a sovereign. Maybe a sovereign gives you a mission. Yeah. Maybe uh, the sovereign makes you perform a false flag attack <laughs> on one of your circles to bring the other circles into line. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Twists. Once you're in the Shroom realm. Once, once you're in like, the Shroom world, all bets are off. Once the spores are taking over. Yeah. If you die in Shroom VR, do you die in real life? In the shroom RL, or the shroom reality. If you, yeah, if you die in like shroom VR, like is it like, <sighs> is it like getting hacked really hard in the, like the cyber cyberpunk realm? Can it burn your brain out? Psychic uh, damage. Sketch it out. Uh, I don't know actually. Uh, I don't know if it's possible to die in there. You can just get shunted out. Just get there. shunted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shunted, like a, shunted out like a brain dog. Shunted and horrified. Yeah. <laughs> tumble, tumble, tumble. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, so chuck in some Myconids, shroomify your campaign. Yeah. Um, especially if it's an underdark one. If it's not an underdark one, it's going to be a little bit tougher. You can find a grove, you can find a swamp. Dark crevices. A basement, Somet- a cellar. Okay. Sometimes you might have to travel from one point to the other. Yeah. But there's a mountain in the way, uh-huh. so you take the underway. Exactly. Maybe there's a little sh- some shroom groves in there. You take the natural cut through route. Wherever the sun can't get through. Imagine like shroom shrooms whose job is specifically to maintain the bioluminescent fungus that lines like a, a through mountain tunnel in like a dwarf realm. Mm. That is like, yeah, we work here. Uh, yeah, we just make sure that there's the right level of uh, spore gravy. The other, <laughs> the other day, these fucking assholes came through here. And uh, anyway, I shouldn't be gossiping on the job. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, thanks for the intel. I should just be pumping spores right now. Thanks for the intel, shroom Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Shroom Gary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, 
I think that's it for this class, right? Is there anything else we need to address no. or anything like that? I think we've given the, the dungeon keepers some like some tasty morsels. Yeah, so we're coming, obviously, uh, deep from the uh, Limitless Library here. Mm, yes. Uh, we're just cracking tomes. Yeah. Uh, pouring Shandon, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, we're in our own pocket dimension. Yeah, but we are a publicly funded library. We are a publicly funded library. Yeah, all the tomes in the Limitless Library have arrived here via the generosity of... Uh, patrons mm-hmm. uh, archdukes mm-hmm. uh-huh tm one of our first patrons ryan kimmel sent us the second ed D book a oh, wealth is, which is used in, in every episode of monster high yeah exactly it's one of the canonical uh holy books i guess of our of our series yeah but in order to get more books more tomes more knowledge, more knowledge we turn to you yeah we need you to go to our amazon wish list buy us a present buy us artifacts buy us some things <laughs> A whole reagents. bunch of things up there. If you yeah. want to buy anything, send it through. We might put some fucking crazy, ridiculous shit. We haven't created it yet, but might put just some crazy shit. Might put like that Valeo eight thousand dollar fucking store paint set thing in. Treasures. It's the whole rack. Treasures. With like a billion paints. You need to shoot for. A- and you want to give us eight grand to buy that for? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll Valejo. see who. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, uh yeah so there's a link the only link that we've got in the show notes is to the amazon wish list that is all uh at some point we may do an instagram maybe but you know whatever <laughs> whatever maybe it's not it's not that kind of class uh anyway it's, this is it's a secret secret class monster high i, I guess secret enrollments stay tuned for like upcoming monsterology sessions mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be spanning like a lot, of, a lot of classic. A lot of classics. We've got some great content coming up. Yeah, we've got what you expect and a little more. <laughs> yeah. And and sometimes a little less. <laughs> sometimes a little less coherence. Sure. All right. Well, uh, until uh, you know, the next class will be in two weeks' time. So we'll see you then, students. Yeah, until Have next time. Have fun, cycle. Dungeon Keepers. And, uh, you know, we don't need to say anything to these fucking adventurers because they haven't listened to him. Yeah, pig PC trash. We dismissed them earlier. Good riddance. Good riddance. All right, we're out.